Hi, friends. Welcome back to Live at the Roxy on this glorious Monday. It is MLK Jr. Day. So happy MLK Jr. Day to all. And we're going to be talking about that on the show today. It's also episode 309 of Live at the Roxy Quarantine Edition. It gets weirder and weirder every day. I was daydreaming today. Daydreaming is not the right word. Was thinking today. What if if Martin Luther King Jr. was alive today? What would he think of the state of the world of 2021, of COVID, of what's going on with the BLM movement? Just what would he be thinking of 2021? And then I went down this rabbit hole where I started reading so many different pieces of his work looking at so many quotes of his. And I do think that Martin Luther King Jr. is one of the most quoted people of all times, of all time for a reason, because he really truly is a genius with his words. And I know that in current times, he gets misquoted often, and people use his quotes for things that were not his intention. So that is very frustrating. And I know that a lot of people talked about him being overquoted recently. Uh, a lot of my black friends recently had said, you know, there's a lot of black people that you can quote. Does everybody have to quote MLK Jr.? And I get it. But today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And so I really want to look at him. Uh, I obviously, for lack of better words, I'm a big fan. And there are some things that I think that are really, really poignant and prevalent today that make a lot of sense to talk about. So we're going to talk about MLK Jr. a lot today. We're also going to talk about the other things that are going on in the news, because there are a few things. Uh, should professional athletes jump the line and get vaccinations first above other people? That is a big question going on right now. Should athletes, should professional athletes be able to get the vaccination right now? And this is a question that that experts, that doctors and scientists are saying no to, but a lot of people are saying yes to. So I'm curious what you guys think about that. We will break that down. Also, on top of that, Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas broke up. Now, again, you guys know I don't usually cover breakup stories on this show, although I will say that's probably about the fourth time I've said that in the 309 days. So we covered a few. But I did kind of want to talk about this one because I have some thoughts here. So... <laughs> It's all speculation. A lot of the show today is speculation. It's our thoughts, our theories. It's a lot of it's not fact. How could we possibly know what MLK Jr. would be thinking right now? How could we possibly know why Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas actually broke up? How could we possibly know what we should do with the vaccinations and who and how this should all break down? But we're going to theorize and we're going to guess and we're going to brainstorm and we're going to talk. Because that's the way that this show works. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Cheers to not going KKG. Sips tea. All right. Also, I'm going to take Streamlabs and Super Chats and give shout outs to all of you guys. Because thank you for being with me on this Monday, on this national holiday. I think it's a national holiday. Is it an international holiday? I think it's a national holiday. Probably should know that before I started the show. All right, let's get into the Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Let's see. Bojax was our first one that came in today. And Bojax says, hi, Roxy, a.k.a. RJ, a.k.a. Skittles, a.k.a. Chunk, though not sure we're still using that one. 
As long as Lego's okay with it, I'm okay with it. You mentioned that making your bed every day changed your life. Can you explain how so? Thanks and have a great day. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, thank you for reminding me here. I saw your comments um, and I asked you to remind me and now you are. And so I'm appreciative of that. I did an episode on this. I don't remember when it was. So if anybody could tag that, tag that, post that. I, I'm too much of a, I'm so old right now. My brain is like the brain of a fucking 90 year old these days. Whatever the verbiage is. If anybody could show whatever, if you know what stream that was. But in general, I started making my bed and changed my life for a few different reasons. Number one, I feel like, and <laughs> I'm not going to phrase this as elegantly or eloquently as I did the first time. Also, by the way, side note, I interchange elegantly and eloquently always. I feel like you can use them both in all the same scenarios, but I don't know if that's true. So anyway, I'm not going to phrase this as elegantly or as eloquently as I have in the past. But for starters, when you make your bed in the morning, you feel like a motherfucking adult. Like, adults make their beds. And so I like that. I like being an adult. <laughs> I feel like children leave their bed a mess and then their parents say, make your bed in the morning. And you're like, ah, I don't want to. Like, And now that there's nobody telling me to make my bed and I make it by myself, I'm like, wow, full-blown adult. Second of all, it's important to start your day with practices that lead you to success and with routines. So when you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do when you get out of bed or the first few things you do, you know, like maybe you go brush your teeth, you go to the bathroom, you wash your face or whatever, you shower. But if one of the first things you do is you make your bed and you do it with excellence. I learned this, I believe, from Jim Quick, who is a brain expert, a brain expert. <laughs> He's an expert of the brain. Uh, Jim Quick says that if the first thing you do in your day is with excellence, then there's much likely, much higher percentage chance that everything you do in that day is with excellence. So if you make your bed and you crease your corners, like I make my bed like a hotel bed. So what I do is I put down the blanket and then I fold it halfway down and then I fold it a quarter of the way back up. I should do a tutorial of this for you guys. Uh, maybe I'll do one on TikTok. But so it ends up looking like a hotel poof. I was taught this by Ashley Daniels and it's one of my favorite things in the world. So every time I walk into my room, it looks like a freaking hotel bed. And it's just, it makes me feel better to look at it that way. But if the first thing you do in your day is with excellence and everything is clean and neat, then the next thing you do in your day might be with excellence as well. And you can keep up that routine. And so it makes it so that you have a higher standard for yourself and a higher quality of life. And also a cluttered house is a, clutter, is a cluttered mind, at least for me. And when I walk in my room and my bed is not made, it's not as easy to get done all the things I need to get done. If my clothes are all over the floor, if everything's a mess. So I used to be very, very disorganized, extremely disorganized. And it was challenging to do my job because Every time I went to leave the house, you would have to try to find your clothes and it was hard and it was all over the room and you're just nothing isn't where it needs to be. And the more organized you get, the more successful you can be because the quicker you can get things done. So hopefully, hopefully that helps a little bit with my explanation of making your bed. 
and uh, it gives you routine too, which is just a good thing. So those are some of the reasons. And it really changed my life when I switched my mindset and thought like, okay, the first thing I'm going to do in the morning, I'm going to do with excellence. And then all the things kind of followed. And then at the same time, also, anytime I walked into my room, especially during quarantine, when I only have a room in this room, I only have two rooms in my in this garage, everywhere is clean. And that helps me accomplish things much better and quicker. So hopefully that helps. Thank you for the question. Really appreciate it. Going back in the stream labs. Glenn Caesar says, hello and good afternoon, Roxy. Love you. And thank you for hanging out with us on this hopefully happy MLK Junior Day. Peace, love, bunnies, and hugs to you and all the rock stars who are always here to support you and each other every day in whatever ways they can. Thank you, Glenn. That's very sweet. Glenn also said, uh, you make the rock stars and world friends community such an amazing group to be a part of. So thank you for truly caring. I'm glad to know you and be with you. Don't ever forget when it gets tough, you're not alone. For Even if you're by yourselves, hashtag rock stars band for the win. Remember rock stars, you're kind, you're smart, you're unique. And being so unselfishly loving and supportive of others, including strangers, makes you worthy. Love that caveat, Glenn. And because of that, your story is important and deserves to be seen and heard. You are appreciated. On a side note, RJ Skittles Chunk and my fellow rock stars, thank you for the well wishes. I've been doing some additional special prayers and meditation techniques, including a tantric yoga session. Uh, these last two days, the legs swelling and pain has gone down a lot. That's so great, Glenn. And once again, Miles Cosgrove, Brett Hankinson, Jonathan Mattingly, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor, all three of them for killing Breonna Taylor, justice for all the people who've lost their lives to excessive force, say their names. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that reminder and really appreciate you always, Glenn. And everybody in here, thank you to everybody who is contributing in the Streamlabs, in the Super Chat, and right here in the chat. Shout out to a lot of you guys who are in here right now. Bobby Jackson, who's the one who asked the question about the bed, says makes total sense about the bed thing. Thanks. You're welcome. And thank you for being curious enough to ask. I really appreciate that. In case I'm ever talking about things that I've talked about on previous episodes and any of you guys are newer to the show or missed that episode, always feel free to ask me to clarify, and I'm happy to do so. Ryan Payne, Joseph Ashley, Avi Vitzman, John Bainbridge, Andrew Thomas, Big Chima, Zeno Hour, Jake, uh, Garth, Dragon, 17, Ruma, the Everling, ever, ever living, ever living. Sorry, there's smudge on my, on my computer. Thunder God, Cairo, George Pruitt, Melissa Byrne, Pink Sweets. Uh, Rob Fishback, Legoland, Ty Berman, Murderanta, Kate Van D, Daryl Lay, Mark Jason Ali, who says KKG question mark. That's Kappa Kappa Gamma. That's what we used to say all the time. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Cheers to not going KKG. That's what the Thetas used to say. <laughs> you know, before I was thrown out of my sorority. Juan Mendez, Bruce Banner, Anthony Crotty, Mohammed Belsin. Thank you guys all for joining me. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment. Let me know your thoughts in the chat, the super chat and the stream labs, depending on how you are doing this week. Appreciate your support in all of the places. Okay. So let's talk MLK Jr. First, I know that this is maybe, uh, I don't even know what the word I was going to say, because it's not lame. I know that this is in, an interesting choice, but there are some quotes of his that I was looking at that really touched me that I, I know that you guys probably know these quotes al already, but especially during this time, they kind of just hit differently. So I just wanted to kind of acknowledge a few of these. 
injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I think that that's a really, really important one during this time as we forget that that's a thing. We forget that we forget that and not we as in the people on this show, but that any injustice is a threat to justice. And when people think that something is not an injustice to them or their people, that doesn't mean that that's not a threat. That's not a threat to justice in general because justice is justice. So I think that one rings really, really true today. Another one that I find very poignant during this time, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. This one is so challenging to remind ourselves during this time because, and I'm dealing with a few friends about this right now, when we have darkness in our lives, it's so easy to fill ourselves with darkness or hate. It's why better not bitter is tattooed on my shoulder, but it is so important to remember that if you want to achieve happiness and success, you actually, you can fight hate with hate, but it won't lead to love. And if what your ultimate goal is love or happiness, then your methods are not going to get you there. So as frustrating as that is, you almost have to outsmart the system and realize that in the darkest times to bring darkness to the table is never when you combat darkness with darkness, you're not going to get light. And if the end goal is light and you don't feel like bringing light to the table, then you're never going to get light. So somehow you have to figure out a way to not bring darkness in and to bring light into the world, even when that is not what you feel, that's not what you're receiving, and that's not what your body is used to at the time. So that one is really, really poignant for right now. And I thought that that's, uh, you know, kind of goes along with this quote, which peop- all, a lot of people say now, the time is always right to do what is right. I think that he would probably feel that way about 2021. I'll read a couple more of these in, in a moment. But what do you guys think if MLK Jr. was alive today with these quotes, with his morals, with all of the speeches we've heard, with all the actions that we saw from him? with the legacy that lives on with him. If he was dropped in 2021, what would he think? I feel like, and I want to hear from you guys on this majorly, but I do feel he would be very disappointed in the lack of progress. I think in some some ways, he would feel that we'd made a lot of progress. And definitely on a surface level, we have made a lot of progress with the lack of segregation in, in our schools. Um, and, you know, just in, in the workplace and all over the place. So definitely on a surface level, this, the world looks less racist in 2021. But then when he uncovered what was really going on, I wonder how, because we don't really have an MLK junior of our time. We have many activists And we have many people who are leading protests and have really made, are really at the front and center of BLM, but we don't have a MLK or, or a Rosa Parks. You know, we don't have, it's not the same anymore where there's one or a couple, there's so many. So I do think he would be impressed by all of the protests that took place 
and the peaceful protests that took place and the hundreds of thousands of people who were out in the street even during this pandemic. But it's hard to think that he wouldn't be frustrated or disappointed. And that's such a strange thing to think that like, you know, I don't want to think that we've disappointed MLK, especially when he, for everything he did for this planet. Let's see what you guys are thinking right now. Curious what's going on in here. Andrew Thomas says, I think he would be split. He would like the progress, but he would also not like the stuff that keeps happening. Yeah, definitely that. Keith J said he'd be upset that his life is being whitewashed and that people only took away his I have a dream speech and not his anti-imperialist and his anti-capitalist stances. I don't know um, if he would necessarily use the phrase, I'm upset that I'm being whitewashed. But I do think that he would be upset by the lack of understanding of a lot of his speeches and being misquoted because that would upset anybody. Pink Sweet says he'd be exhausted. Pink Sweets, what do you think he would be doing that would exhaust him right now? Do you think that he would be out protesting? Do you think he would just be exhausted watching it all? What do you think it would look like for MLK? Legoland says it's better to have more right and killer Mike and Stacey Abrams and so many more. Um, no one should bear all that weight. Yeah, it is better to have more. I agree that it shouldn't be one martyr. Um, I do agree that it's better to have more. And that does show progress within itself. It's just interesting that it didn't used to be that way. Kay Walton says there were many activists back uh then too behind MLK and Rosa Parks. Absolutely, Kay Walton. I don't mean to say that there weren't. I just mean that they were they were so clearly faces of the movement back then in a way that I don't feel like there are is today as much where there's there are prominent faces of the movement today, but not in the same way that back then. Like when when we are talking about in 50 years from now, when they teach about this time. I don't feel like there will be a name as big as MLK that emerges from this time. That's all I mean by that. Because of course, Kay Walton, there were several, there were so many activists, of course. If that makes sense, hopefully. Bobby says, I think he'd be happy to see how far we've come, but disappointed to see no one picked up the cause and helped move it further than it is today. I agree with that, Bobby. And I do think he would be so confused on the fact that we voted for a black man as president two times. And then after that, we voted for Donald Trump. I think he would be confused by the country being that divided in 2021. Where, And then after Trump, we voted for another very old white dude because that was the better option than Trump. But then there's Kamala also. I, I do think that one of the words would be he'd, be he'd be fucking confused. Like, Wait, so you guys were able to do this, but you were not able to do this. And then where were all these people hiding? Like, it, it almost looked better a few years ago. You know? Let's see. Seaman Cleveland says the biggest thing he would probably be upset about is the way Christianity has been run out of everything. Hmm. I don't think that's the biggest thing he would be upset about. And I don't think Christianity has been run out of everything. I think that there's actually very little separation of church and state, which is what's supposed to be legally true. So 
I don't know that that is, or at least I don't believe that to be the case. Joseph says, I think he might be disappointed and want more organization with the fight of protest. Also not capitalizing on his speeches. Definitely that as well. Definitely that. Yes. Mm -hmm. A couple more things that I wanted to read just because it is, it's worth thinking about on this day and, and on all days, but today when we honor him and his legacy, um, he says, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. A lot of you guys have talked to me about this time, about losing friends during this time and how challenging it is and how deafening the silence can be. And I think that, you know, when you talk about we'll remember not the words of our enemies, I think that that is still so, so true that those who are using hate, it's not even what they're saying that we remember. It's just how loud they are. But those of our friends who aren't speaking up for this during this time, who aren't posting and aren't supporting and aren't um, protesting and aren't donating and aren't all uh, any of the ways that you can support, it's so abundantly clear. You know, there's it's so loud the silence is so loud. And so I feel like during this time, a lot of people have been feeling this way and he verbalized it so perfectly. The silence of our friends is the hardest part because those are the people that we love and expect to protect the people that need protection. Ben Jones in the super chat says, one thing about Dr. King is that he greatly understood human nature. As such, he would not be shocked of society's decisions yet he still would walk in hope based on his courage and faith. I do agree that he probably would not be shocked. I do think a little surprised, but probably would not be shocked. And I do think you're right that he would still continue to fight no matter how exhausted he is or would be, and that he would keep hope and faith alive. And things would, people, yeah, if more people could think like that. It would be very important. It's a word that I use too much, important, but it would be monumental. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Another one about silence. It's why I've taken this whole show. <laughs> and like when there are things that we need to talk about, we just do it because what the fuck am I on this planet for? If when things like MLK Junior Day happen, instead, I just talk about pizza, which, you know, I wouldn't because I hate cheese, but silence is so, it's just not an option anymore. And it wasn't an option for a really long time, but people took it anyway. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? This I talk about all the time on this show. All the time. And during a pandemic, it can be challenging. But today, what are you guys doing for others? Well, you showed up here and you showed up here for me. So that's you doing something. And what else? Are you picking up the phone and are you calling your friends and loved ones? Are you sending something, a card or postcard to somebody because you know it will make them feel good? Like Vanessa Gritton sent me a postcard the other day and I was like, this girl is a doll. 
what are you doing? And that is the most urgent question. And it's such an interesting way of phrasing that. So those are some of the quotes. I would love to know your guys' favorite quotes as well, but those are some of them that stood out to me. And I think that they're very, very poignant. Very poignant. We must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. We're watching that happen right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for spending the day talking with me about this stuff. And I appreciate you guys contributing to the conversation in the chat and the stream labs and the super chat. Thank you so much for your guys support. If you guys do have questions, comments, concerns, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, as we are going to move on for the day, but we can continue to talk about this as much as you guys would like, because that's what we're here for today. But also there's some other stuff going on. So we're talking about professional athletes. Should they jump the line to get vaccinations? This is a debate going on right now as athletes are rich and rich people are privileged and privileged people have access and access means that you can get a vaccination earlier than non-rich people with no access. That's typically how it works. So it's not surprising that this is a debate, but it is an interesting one to have. I know that that athletes, you know, sports are absolutely not essential. I also know that tons of vaccinations are being thrown out right now because they are not being used. And so the entire rollout process has been a disaster and so, so poorly handled. Hopefully Biden will figure out a better way for this rollout process. But in the meantime, what do you guys believe? They are providing a service, but it's not the same service as obviously a healthcare worker. There's plenty of people who are struggling at their jobs right now because they can't get vaccinated. When you are rich, you do have better access to things that aren't just the vaccination, but you know, you can get your own personal driver and you can get, you have better access to zinc and better doctors and staying away from people. And you don't necessarily have to go to work the same kind of way. So what do you guys think? Legoland says rich people shouldn't be getting it before essential workers or high risk individuals. I think that um, most people probably would agree with that. Murderana said, or at least most not rich people, at least those athletes are in the risk groups, like those with diabetes, like Capo Caco. Uh, how do you say the New York Rangers guy's name? Capo Caco from the New York Rangers. Hmm. But when, so should they get vaccinated just in their age group? Is that how it should work? Now I think it is a little more complicated. Uh, I saw my my brother tweet something out about this because let's see exactly what he said. I was kind of surprised to see it. And I don't know if it was a joke or not, but he tweeted out and he quote tweeted. So um, Bill Russell tweeted out saying, congrats, still waiting for mine. When he quote tweeted Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who said, so important for all of us to get vaccinated. I'm featured in this latest NBA PSA and will air during the broadcast of the NBA on MLK Day Games, so that's today, sharing that I received the COVID-19 vaccine to help keep my friends and family healthy. 
So again, that was coming from that was coming from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Twitter. And then Bill Russell said, congrats, still waiting for mine. And then my brother quote tweeted that and said, someone please get at real Bill Russell, his COVID shot ASAP, protect this legend. And I don't know if it's a joke or not. I do think that Bill Russell is a legend and he does need to be protected at all costs, but kind of not sure about this. Uh, Also, I don't know the age of right now in certain locations. I think it's some places are above 75. Some places are above 65. Some places aren't even at age restrictions yet. Bruce Banner says they have better resources to stay safe than those who actually need it. That's very true. That's very true. So, and also it's bizarre that right now in New Jersey, you can get it if you're a smoker, but out in LA, you can't get it unless you're a healthcare worker. It's just, it's so vastly different in different areas of the country and different states bought more vaccinations and have more access. The whole thing is like, wow, we botched this. Nobody's surprised about that, but we really have. Let's go into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy's Chire, see what you guys are talking about in here. All right, so Kay Walton, going back to MLK, said MLK would probably be disgusted that companies use this day for MLK Day sales to sell more stuff. That's very true, I think, Kay Walton. He would probably be like, what the? What? That's what this turned into? G. Smith says, I have almost, this is a quote, I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the, um, I think I can say this word on camera. I don't think that that's bad, right? N-E-G-R-O-S. I think that that's because remember when stuff, whatever. Uh, okay. Great stumbling block of freedom is the white moderate who prefers a negative piece, which is the absence of tension to a positive piece, which is the presence of, ten- of justice. Is that your favorite, G. Smith? Almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the... Great stumbling block to freedom is the white moderate. Yeah. Who prefers a negative piece, which is the absence of tension to a positive piece, which is the presence of justice. That makes a lot of sense. It's almost like, you know, the bystander, the person who does not want to rock the boat, but sometimes you need to rock the boat so that everybody can be on the fucking boat. Rob Fishbeck says, I understand we need entertainment and sports fills that need. But honestly, as someone who takes care of an elderly person, I 100% disagree that they should jump the line. Frontline workers, then people over 65, then the rest of us, in my opinion. I totally get it, Rob. But what do we make of the fact that vaccinations are being thrown out right now? So it's to me, it's better that groups of people get them instead of them being thrown out. But what would be better is if the people who got them are the people who needed them. And how do we do that? Well, I'm not the president. So Garth Harkness McMurray says, I was born four days after MLK Jr. was assassinated. And growing up, my parents taught me the importance of his protests and speeches. I grew up reading his autobiography and other books about him. He'd be proud of some of the progress made, but he'd be disheartened too. Thank you for sharing that, Garth. MD says, thank you for being you. Thanks, MD. I appreciate that. That was a very sweet comment. Bella says, I recommend watching the video of MLK's new phase that was recorded 11 months before he was assassinated. He said, quote, it's a cruel gesture to say to a bootless man he ought to lift himself up by his bootstraps. And, quote, my dream has turned into a nightmare. 
Wow, that quote about the boots is very, I, I don't think I've heard that. It's a cruel gesture to say to a bootless man he ought to lift himself up by the bootstraps. What a way with freaking words. Wow, that is, that's an unbelievable quote. Thank you for sharing that, Bella. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Pink Street says you can say it. Yeah, it's cool, Rocks. You can say it. it's a quote. I don't know. I just got nervous. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, better safe. <laughs> like, uh, it's me every time I go to make the the effing okay hand okay hand gesture, and every time I do it, I'm like, no, no. Uh, the least of our worries, but still, still. Going back on the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, Hitman Hudson says, ultimately, I think we should be more worried about who isn't getting vaccinated than who is. I'm worried about teachers getting shafted. My mom's an elementary school counselor, and she likely won't get vaccinated until April or May. I know that's that's what I'm kind of saying, Hitman Hudson, is that I'm not really focused as much about should, like, if the NBA people, players are getting vaccinated. I'm more worried about the people who aren't. There are counties right now who are vaccinating teachers, though. I saw that in California. Riverside is vaccinating teachers. You're supposed to be a resident, but I don't know how they check proof of that. So can you just go there? I'm not saying to your mom because I don't know where you guys live, but a lot of counties are vaccinating teachers right now. But then a lot of counties are not. It's like there's no rhyme or fucking reason to it. It's frustrating. It's just like, ugh. Why and like me spending two hours looking up who is eligible? It's ridiculous. What else are you guys thinking? Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer or super chat in. Paul 3JP says, Roxanne, how goes your Monday? No joke. I drove by the Grove last Saturday. So crazy seeing the stores boarded up. What was even more nuts was seeing all the people at the park, some without masks blew my mind also high step Apollo I was at the Grove recently picking something up and I didn't see any stores boarded up so what you talking about let me know let me know all right let's move forward and talk about you know the thing that we really are all here to talk about today it's so not the case but just sometimes we need a little a little scandal in our lives, a little speculation. Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas split up. Apparently they've been dating for a whole year. I was kind of wild when I read that. I was like, they've been dating for a year? My neighbor is walking like right outside my place and she keeps pacing back and forth and I keep looking at her. And so that's why I keep looking over there like, what is that? What's happening over there? Uh, so Chase B. Anderson, dude, this is why I tuned in. Yes. I knew it, Chase. I knew you were so excited about this Ben Affleck, Ana de Armas story. Chase, I see you. I get you. So Ben Affleck, you guys all know who that is. Ana de Armas is the girl from Knives Out and also just like a bajillion other things. In the most classic Andrew Thomas response, yes, Ana de Armas is single. She is hot, LOL. Yeah, she is gorgeous. She's really beautiful. But they've been dating for a year now. And there had been a lot of talk about the fact that they had been dating mostly because of what Ben Affleck was going through. She, he was 
obviously trying to get sober or, um, you know, going through rehab. Then he met this young, beautiful, up-and-coming Hollywood actress who has a lot of light and levity and love. And we've been seeing them walking places and, and holding hands. And I think people thought this was a cute little couple. And then recently we've seen some pictures of him. You guys saw the media caught him, like, not in the greatest spots. Um, and he hasn't been looking so great. And again, after what happened with Chadwick Boseman, I don't really like to speculate on people's appearance like this. He could be not looking good for so many, so many different reasons. But apparently, as rumor has it, friends, apparently she broke up with him. And apparently it's because there are two different phases in their life. And the thing that's incredible about this is like, I think that any person on the planet could have told you that these two people were in two different phases in life. Like she is breaking into the scene. He has been in the scene for 30 years. He is divorced and going through rehab. She is like neither of those things. So for sure, for sure, they're in different phases of their life. If you're going to break up because of that, you would think you would know that when you started dating. But I also think that quarantine definitely gets to people and it brings out the intensity of relationships and being with somebody, the first year you spend with somebody, if they've been dating for one year, that means they started dating right at the beginning of, right before quarantine hit. It's a weird year to start dating somebody. It's a fucking strange year to start dating somebody. And, you know, like, imagine you can't really meet their friends or their family because we're in quarantine, can't do much shit together. You could just, like, sit all day at home, just fucking talking. Sometimes that's good for relationships, and sometimes it's not so good for relationships. So, yeah, honestly, I don't have much more to say about this other than I wish them both well. Breakups fucking suck. Entertainment Weekly said this is something that was mutual and something completely completely amicable but then a lot of other people are saying that Anna Darm has left him my favorite tweet about this whole thing oh my god this tweet was so fucking funny I spit out my tea this morning sunflower at spinubzilla tweeted why would you say Ben Affleck and Anna Darmus broke up when you could just say banana split oh my god come the fuck on guys that doesn't make you laugh and you have no dad joke soul Banana, Ben, Anna, split, banana split. Get with me. I can't believe that in, you think, you know what MLK Jr. would think about this show in 2021? He'd be like, oh, this is so great. She's talking about me and they're all talking about me and they're saying all these quotes about me and they're, you know, bringing important issues to light and they're talking about arresting the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. And then what's that part about who and who? They split up because of what? what the fuck is this show? And I'd be like, this show is about banana splits. <laughs> banana split. So, <laughs> it's so good. Come on. All right, we're going to get out of here soon, but I'm taking any last minute stream labs or super chats. Let's see what's going on in here. Uh, Hitman Hudson says, I think the most frustrating thing about the whitewashing of MLK's legacy 
is how divorced the ideas of racial justice and economic justice have become. MLK believed you couldn't have one without the other. Yeah, I do agree with that, that economic justice, we're not even, we're not speaking about it right now. And which, what that really has to do with too is the educational system, which is something that we haven't even fucking touched yet. And how that's, that is the biggest problem. So I do think that, that he would be frustrated about that. You're right, Hitman Hudson. Bojacks in streamlabs.com slash Roxy Strayer says, what do you think about the news of Matt Damon appearing in Thor Love and Thunder? It seems like it came out of nowhere and I can't imagine who he would be playing maybe as the same character he was in Ragnarok. Uh, like you think it's going to be a little cameo Bojacks? Because he like likes to do that. Those mini, mini cameos. And I'm not mad at it. So... You know, not mad at it. Banana split. <laughs> what do you think Matt Damon thinks about banana split? About banana splits and also banana split. What do you think he thinks? Oh, so good. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Live at the Roxy for this MLK Jr. special and also a couple of other things. I appreciate you guys. Being here, leave in the comments your favorite MLK Jr. quotes or the things that you think he would be feeling during this time, the most poignant things that you believe that he would feel or things that have he said that have made you feel and have really stuck with you. I hope some of the quotes today that we shared were helpful or at least thoughtful for you guys, even though I'm sure a lot of you have heard them before. Sometimes hearing them in the right moment hits differently. So it's not about a Roxy advice corner today. It's about an MLK Jr. advice corner. And we could all use a little more advice from MLK Jr. Thank you guys for being here. Make your beds. And now we know why. Make sure you reach out to your loved ones like MLK Jr. talked about. It's about what you're doing for others. And that's something you can do for others. And you never know who might need it during this time. MLK Jr. did not talk about the dangers of the toilet flumes or plumes, at least not publicly, but he probably knew to put the toilet seat down because we know what happens when you don't with the shit. And you guys know, I mean, it's too graphic. I don't want to put down the toilet seats and lid. By the way, my toilet lid broke the other day. So now I'm like physically removing it and putting it on top. It's a whole thing. Everything in my apartment is now breaking, but I'm not doing anything to fix it because I need to find a fucking new apartment to move. It's a whole different thing. Oh my God. Stay safe. Stay sane. I love you guys lots. And I will see you tomorrow. Live at the Roxy. <laughs>